Welcome, everybody, to Politically Uncorrect, a new podcast uh, with me, your host, Spencer Zachary, and my best friend from Carolina, Jared Weber. <laughs> uh, this is a new podcast we just wanted to make and uh, have a time during the week to sit down and talk about stuff we're interested in. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, Hopefully you're interested in the things that we're interested in. Um, <laughs> we'll probably cover politics and current events and just whatever floats our boat. Whatever really. floats our boat at the time when we're recording this podcast each <laughs> week. So we're probably going to go politics, uh, sports. We'll probably get pretty deep at some times because Spencer and I are pretty deep guys. Pretty deep guys. We have a lot of emotions. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so <laughs> y'all are in for a roller coaster ride for sure. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know anything about me, my name is Spencer Zachary. I'm from Taylorsville, North Carolina in Alexander County. Hey, Spencer, where's that? It's in the foothills of North Carolina, okay. uh, about 20 minutes from Hickory or Statesville. Uh, I give it about a two out of seven on the rating scale of places to go in your life. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can give a tour in about seven minutes if you really wanted to. Hometown pride, am I right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm a political science and uh media and journalism double major here at unc i'm a first year uh and i'm a freelance videographer mm -hmm. uh and yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> jared uh my name is jared weber i'm a freshman slash first year whatever you want to call it at gender uh, neutral gotta gender be gender neutral. neutral i'm a fresh uh person uh, <laughs> at unc chapel hill um i'm a journalism with a major with a reporting concentration and i'm also a major in uh, spanish linguistics so awesome enjoying my time at unc um <laughs> what are you involved in here uh i'm in an acapella group called the clef hangers and uh so i sing with them a lot and um i also am a freshman staff writer for the daily tario which is a student newspaper here on campus that's awesome yeah it's awesome that's what do you do here uh i work hard <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> uh i'm a I'm a freelance videographer. I'm with, uh, I record a TV show with uh, STV Student Television here on campus. Uh, and next semester, I'll be having a job at the Union uh, doing some more video stuff. Um, just kind of do my own thing. Freshman mm -hmm. year, you got to try stuff out. So I was just I was seeing how seeing how things go first. Test the water, see yeah, what you like. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just got back from, back from spring break, is the week of March 20th, 2017. Uh, Jared, how are you, dude? I haven't seen you in a week. How was spring break? Dude, uh, spring break was awesome. I uh, had probably one of the cooler experiences of my entire life. Um, my acapella group, the Clefhangers, we uh, we took our annual spring tour, mm -hmm. which is where we choose an international location, and we go and we kind of sing, sightsee, and just kind of uh, hang out as a group together in a really cool place. And this year, we were fortunate enough to go to Italy. Uh, we went to Florence, we went to Rome, and we went to Venice. And it was beautiful, and I had some incredible experiences. Absolutely, that was, sounds great. It was awesome, man. So, you got other than sightseeing, you guys sang and everything. Yeah, we uh, we sang we sang a little bit. Uh, we I think we did three different times we sang. Um, one was on uh, the main bridge in the center of Florence. Yeah, and uh, it was like a big tourist attraction, so we'd managed to get a lot of foot traffic there. And uh, we also sang twice in Venice, but it was actually shut down by the police because they thought we were uh, trying to. Make money. Make money off of it, yeah. Oh, wow. So they walked up in the middle of the song, and they said, nope, not here. Oh, my and we goodness. we just cut us off, and we started. Yeah, I saw your Snapchat story. Like, you had probably 100 people, 150 yeah. people. That's, yeah. That's awesome. It was super, super cool. And uh, just to see uh, a lot of people who probably 
were like, what the heck are these guys doing? <laughs> Where are the instruments? <laughs> what are these guys doing? Yeah. And uh, they, they were seemed really interested in it. They uh, they were videotaping, so I guess that's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is acapella big over there? I don't think it is. I think uh, I think it's mostly an American college thing. Okay. I've, I haven't done my research on it enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea either. Yeah. Um, do you have any fun tales from, from Italy? I got plenty of fun tales. I heard um, you got in trouble with in the Coliseum. Yeah, I did. Uh, I had a little bit of running with, um, not the police, fortunately, that, that would have <laughs> been really bad, but I had, I had a tour guide catch me, um, trying to carve my name with my finger into one of the bricks in the Coliseum, in the Coliseum. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> so I, uh, sorry, I felt a sneeze coming on. <laughs> it didn't happen though, fortunately. Um, so basically the Coliseum has um, a bunch of different bricks yep. that are people go up and uh, you, you look at them and over time they've got initials, they've got names in them and they tell you eventually in the tour that it's ancient graffiti and that these were actually names that were carved by people like hundreds, of, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, Not just tourists Not now. Not just random like, tourists now. Like, like any other place. Like uh, any other with place. With like wood. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh <laughs> It's not as special as I guess. I guess me carving my name would not be as special as the ancient people carving their names. Well, yeah. But yeah. I, nonetheless, I took the opportunity <laughs> and I. You about did it. I was about to do it and I put my finger up and she caught me. She saw me and she said, "No, you <laughs> cannot do that." And I said, "Okay, you know what?" It was a, it was a arrestable offense. It is an arrestable offense in the in this um, country of Italy. That's crazy. So that would be very very That's bad. That's crazy. But I I skirted by the law, and I made <laughs> it back to the states unscathed. Unscathed. <laughs> Gotta have that classic American tourist. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moment. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys go on like the 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 gondolas in Venice? We actually didn't. We uh they're they're oh. really, really expensive. Really? I think one gondola rides about seventy euros. So, well, how so. much is that in American dollars? It's about a hundred dollars or something like that. Probably like eighty dollars. Okay. I think I think the American dollars coming back. And how many people zero. fit on a gondola? About three or four. Oh my goodness! So, so it'd been very expensive. It would been very expensive, and it's more like I, th- I got the feeling, at least when I saw them, it was more like a romantic, romantic thing you take, thing. you yeah. take with like I your see that. significant other. Yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of cool to like get the whole group into one and then like sing going down the river or something. I think like it'd that. be a pretty romantic experience. That'd be pretty. It would definitely bring the group closer together. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that would definitely be attract people. Like you going down the river, singing your songs. I like think it would. Yeah. It'd have been cool. It would have been funny to see people like walking down the canal to keep up with the singing, <laughs> the singing gondola. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. That hilarious. <laughs> so Mr. Tell, tell me about your break. What did you do um, back in the States? Back in the States, uh, back in Taylorsville. I didn't, there wasn't much to do. Of course it never is, yeah. but <laughs> most of my friends from, uh, from high school had their spring break, uh, the week before. So, mm-hmm. uh, had about two or three that were home at the time. So mm-hmm. I got to hang out with them a little bit. Uh, had some doctor's appointments, uh, had a medical procedure on Tuesday to mm-hmm. kind of fix my throat problem. I have a it's your throat problem. <laughs> so I have this thing where, um, I have a stricture in my throat. So, uh, there's some allergy cells in my throat that uh, restrict or inflame, I guess, and restrict it. And so they had to go in and stretch that out a little bit pretty much. Um, Not the best experience to have, I guess. I guess like spring break. Yeah. Yeah, For spring break. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like you come up, I came home Sunday 
you know, spring break, everybody was like heading to the beach and everything. I come home Sunday, it's snowing. And then the next two days I'm in doctor's offices. So yeah. I was, it was okay. It's not your classic sunny, uh, by the beach spring break kind of yeah. experience. Yeah. Even people that were at the beach, like it was so cold there. That's like, what I heard. Most yeah. people were like 40 degree weather. Like it was windy. It was just like miserable to be there. Yeah. Our sweet man, Nick actually went down to Daytona, Florida. And he said the first couple of days it was just like cold and miserable. And, uh, that's interesting. Pe- I feel like Daytona would warm up, I guess. You but think so? Yeah. But I don't know. Right. Weird weather we're having here. Uh, I think it might be the cause of a, a hoax. What's that? No, it's, What's a, it's, that? A, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. It's a hoax? It's Global a, warming? It's not real. Climate change? It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just weird. I mean, it was 70 and going on 80 in February. Now it's cold again. It's out of whack. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I'm not really sure what's going on, but uh I don't either. But some climate scientists down at the EPA do. Oh, they're getting fired this week. Yeah, I hope yeah. <laughs> I hope they are. <laughs> With that new budget that Trump <laughs> proposed. Yeah. Yeah. Um but we are here back in back in Chapel Hill for the next six to seven weeks, I guess, finishing out the school year. Mm-hmm. Uh it's great to be back for Carolina basketball. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, so Friday when everybody left for spring break, I stayed here for a little while because my sister was coming down from Richmond to pick me up to take me home, um, and that was the ACC semifinal with Duke. Mm-hmm. And you know, heartbreaking. We- yes, heartbreaking result. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like a Carolina Duke game, like yeah. compared to the week before when we played them uh, as the last game of the season. Everybody was hype. We were at Varsity Theater. A lot of us uh, watching the game right outside Franklin, Rush Franklin. Mm-hmm. Like it, the atmosphere just wasn't there because like the students weren't there, so like it wasn't as wasn't as fun. But also, also just like I feel like the whole intrigue of Carolina Duke sometimes is uh you're playing each other at either your either place. one of them plays. Yeah, yeah, it was weird playing in New York. Yeah, that was that's not that's not the usual environment. The fans probably were like a mixture of like Garden fans and like yeah. Well, well, I guess the Barclays Center. Yeah, and then Duke fans from New Jersey. Yeah. Because, you know, the Duke stereotype. Duke always gets New Jersey fans out there. New Jersey. <laughs> Fly from New Jersey. If Duke would have made it to New York for the uh, for the Sweet 16, God bless if they didn't. They went out yeah. <laughs> They went out last round to South Carolina. Oh, yes. Yeah, but if they would have made it down there, that would have been a real home court advantage for them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Pretty much. Yeah. But since we are here, we're back in – Back, I, I mean, I just love the atmosphere during basketball games. I mean, even last night when um, Duke lost against South Carolina, like everybody rushed out onto the. Uh, well, we are here at uh, at Airing House. Oh, we forgot to mention, we're in Airing House dorm, floor four, kitchen, kitchen. Yeah, this is the place to be. This is where all the things, the all the good things happen. <laughs> We've had a lot of funny experiences in the kitchen, actually. Uh, we can tell about that. We've made it multiple <laughs> a multi-purpose kind of it's a multi-purpose area. Right? Yeah, we study in here. We've cooked a couple times. We uh, one time we played tennis in here. Don't, I wasn't there don't for t- that. Don't tell my RA. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like she'd be cool about it. Yeah, we'll she t- seems we'll, pretty cool. We'll tell some other stories. Yeah, we'll tell some other stories. Yeah. But uh, when Duke lost, we all like ran onto the balcony and was like screaming like, "It's our heel!" Like across the across the um we're actually more like craig and uh hojo were screaming to each other and yeah. the house was just kind of in the background going like you're trying hey guys hey. <laughs> well, we're across the street USA one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh and carolina hold on geez did you watch that game i did watch it yeah it, it was, was a freaking barn burner holy cow 
about 15 minutes left. Like, I think the first half when we started to pull ahead, I yeah. think most people got in their head like, oh, we're going to blow up. Then. I turned the game off. A lot of people did, yeah. yeah. And so when they caught back up, for some reason the last few games, we just haven't been able to close out halves. It mm. happened against Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just, like, need to get better at that. But when they came back on that run and made it close it down to five, then in the second half they started to push ahead and they got the lead for a little bit. With, like, 15 minutes left, you know, the people that were with me were, like, really freaking out. And I wasn't quite yet because 15 minutes is a lot. Mm-hmm. When I got under five, I got a little concerned. But then we, like, kicked up our defense, mm-hmm. got a bunch of turnovers, went 12-0 in the last, like, three minutes. Mm-hmm. And that did it. And, uh I mean, I was just I was thinking the entire time like, there's no way this is happening. There's no way this can happen because you you like Carolina has We've built this up as such a redemption year. Like, exactly, that we can't go out like Carolina's that. had like their sloppy games this year. Yeah, but I knew that once they were in the in the heat of the moment, and uh, they had their back up against the wall, it was going to be a different kind of thing. And yeah, thank God they we, did because I I just I would feel so bad for the players if their redemption year where they yeah. accomplished so much went out in the second round to an eight seed. Like, can you imagine that? Oh, with all their you fans mean, watching. You mean Duke? That was a seven seed <laughs> and a two seed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it, it just. I we had not had one of those wins that it was come from behind, pressure, and then close out with like some fouls uh, and yeah. free throws. So we had not been in that position. I mean, I think they're going to take a lot from this. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's a good wake up call. Yeah. I think it definitely is. Definitely is, yeah. especially against Butler. Like it needs to be. It needs to be a wake up call because Butler's. Doing very very they're, well. They're real good. Yeah. Also, they're well coached. Yeah. And they, uh, Butler's always seems like the kind of team that turns it on at tournament time in the right. Yeah. Right. Did you did you make a bracket this year? I did. How's it <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> you know what? It's bad in some respects, but it's good in some others. Yeah. I guess everyone's East region is kind of screwed. Yeah. Because absolutely, who had Villanova losing to Wisconsin in the second round? <sighs> that was absurd. I'm I'm happy because you know Villanova, we're just a little. We have something against them from last oh, we year. Don't. We rightfully so. <laughs> but like yeah, I had I had my like main bracket I made I wanted it to be a rematch. Mm-hmm. Just like the football games were or the football championship was this year with Alabama and Clemson. I was like that'd be awesome if it happened again. Yeah. With us. See, I I wanted to happen just cuz how sweet would it be to get redemption against the team that gave you arguably the most painful loss in NCAA history last year. Yeah. Um but for me, uh, it's just being able to repeat, well, let alone repeat, but make the tournament championship game two years in a row Yeah. in college basketball is so difficult. Yeah. Just because of cir- circumstances. We, st- we don't have an easy path ahead of us. Really don't. At all. Yeah, Butler. Butler is probably the easiest game that Carolina would have left. Yeah. Because are they on the same they're same side of the bracket as uh, Kansas, right? Kansas is on what we – if we made it to it, we'd meet them in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we beat Butler, we'd either be playing Kentucky, Kentucky or UCLA. UCLA. I'd rather play UCLA for two reasons. One, if we played Kentucky, that's basically a home game because we're in Memphis. Yeah. And UCLA, we haven't played yet. I would, and it would shut LeVar Ball up if we won. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I love LeVar Ball. I hope he keeps talking forever. Oh my I goodness. think that man is an American hero. <laughs> But um, thinks he can beat Jordan one on one. I want to see the game. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Jordan has anything on Lavar Ball personally. I think Barkley. I think Jordan. I think uh, Jesus Christ. I think Lavar Ball <laughs> can take down anyone on the basketball court. But he, um, he sure he believes it. He, believes he it. honestly believes yeah. it. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Whatever. But 
Uh, just a proud father. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, my, but, uh, my back it's, bracket's busted. I'm pretty sure. Um, no, b- back to the games, though. Uh, I personally, if I'm if I'm Carolina right now, yeah, I want to play Kentucky. I kind of do, too. They've seen Kentucky, and Malik Monk is not going to score 47 They're not going to let him score 40 no, again. No, there's no way. Absolutely not. Yeah. They have a lot of talent, and they've had some, like, they've had some, like, Good lo- or good losses, but like some pretty big losses. Mm-hmm. Um, the UCLA Kentucky game will be a good one to watch because mm-hmm. they played earlier and mm-hmm. uh, Kentucky won. I'm pretty sure that was like the second game of the year, right? It, yeah, it was yeah, pretty was, early in the year. Yeah, that was the uh, no, no, no. Was it? Was no, that the no. other game? And no. no, 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 no. They're they're not in the Champions Classic. That's Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, and yeah. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They we, did play though. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. so. Were you one of those people that wanted Duke and Carolina in the championship, or were projecting? Actually, I didn't want. I didn't project it, and I didn't want it. I, I thought that would have been. There's, there's a. I don't know if it's a huge split, yeah. but I've had a lot of. I've tried to like figure out why people would want that. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a horrible idea, because think about the bragging rights that you would have. It if, it it never end. Like it would never end if if UNC won. It yeah. would be a dream come true. Yeah. Ultimate bragging rights for generations. Exactly. If we lost, that's a nightmare. Oh, my God. If we lost, we could beat Duke the next 12 season series. And it wouldn't matter. And they'd just be like, hey, remember that championship game? Yeah. And that would be something they could definitely fall back on it because it would be so damn painful. Yeah. And a lot of people, I, I was on one of the subreddits uh, on Reddit, and they were on the college basketball subreddit, and they were saying, like, one guy was like, Oh, you have no balls if you don't want to play Carolina Duke. Like, be a man and like want something. And like, it's not a matter of balls. It's a matter of preserving history and a rivalry <laughs> that is sacred in the state of North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, like there's. I mean, people are already trying to say that Duke is starting to surpass Carolina. I don't think that's the case. But I to preserve that, yeah. like it. I don't think Duke is starting to surpass Carolina. I think they're getting on Carolina's. Like, I think they're definitely pretty equal. Yeah. I believe but so too. I don't know if that's going to continue for Duke after Coach K leaves. Yeah, because that's just that's just a, he's the heart and soul. No matter how much you dislike him, he's an icon. Yeah, and, and he's he's a great coach. And he's won five championships. Yeah, so he's he is their he is their program. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to the rivalry after Coach K leaves because it took a while for UNC to get back on track after, uh, after Dean, Dean Smith, Smith transitioned to yeah. uh, you know Doherty and then yeah yeah I don't know because like. Dukes, at least for the you know for years, they've been focused on getting really good recruits, mm-hmm. and then most of them go one and done mm-hmm. if they don't stay all that's, four years. That's why they get upset in the first round so much. Yeah, because they don't have the experience and like the, the camaraderie. The chem- yeah, the chemistry or anything. Yeah. While Carolina has guys that have been here all four years mm-hmm. and everything. You know, Roy Williams has a uh, at Carolina has never lost in the first round. Never. Mm-mm. There you go. There you go. I think, personally, I think we are talking about this a little bit. I was talking about this with some people earlier at dinner. I think the reason that his teams don't get upset in the first round very much is because he's such a laid-back guy, you know? There's no pressure on the teams to go out there and, like, not get upset. He, like, and that's, like, a lot of a lot of people criticize him for that because yeah. he doesn't call timeouts to, like, calm down other teams with mm-hmm. momentum. He doesn't – he, like, people joke he's saving up his timeouts until – wherever but i mean <laughs> he he lets the players play though yeah and because w- when, you, when your player do? when your players are better 
And I argue that Carolina's players are better than most teams in the country. Yeah. I think it's going to work out in your favor. Yeah. And uh, that's why when he has the best team, he wins. Like, yeah. look, look at that team in 2009. Like, they were already, like, they were arguably they're, one of, one of the best. Beat, they're beating everybody by double digits. By so much. And there's no reason to just, like, micromanage a game at that point, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but we're totally biased. Yeah, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> but all right, we'll move on. Um, so today was kind of big in, in uh, political news. Uh, FBI Director James Comey testified in front of the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, and the biggest storyline out of that is that he was con- he confirmed that there was or that there is an active FBI investigation, uh, which is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean – I, th- I think we all kind of hope that that was happening. If there wasn't, Congress would definitely have to be involved, and that's mm-hmm. just going to delay a ton of stuff. And if Congress is involved with a Republic a re- investigation on a re- on a Republican president, it's not going to. It's not going to. It's not going to go turn into a huge kind of investigation. Unless you turn it into a, uh, an independent, um, yeah, prosecutor and everything. Um, but meanwhile, like Trump, I, I was I was partially watching it live. Um, I saw Trump was tweeting from the presidential account, not his personal account. He was picking like he was cherry picking statements from the the hearing and posting it very misleading. Like he in one of the tweets, he was like, uh, there is no evidence of it wasn't collusion. It was just uh, there wasn't of evidence of contact, which was not true. It was like totally taken out of context. Totally false. And it. How ridiculous is it, is it that we've gotten to the point where we have to fact check the, the president, president during a like a during a live hearing from a Twitter rant from a Twitter rant? Yeah, it's unreal, unreal, man. It's cra- uh, crazy times we're living. Yeah, uh, Comey also said that uh, he had no evidence of the wiretap claim or anything. So I hope that puts that to rest, basically. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but like I was watching the hearing, and a lot of Republicans were were kind of ignoring the question or diverting their questions towards more of the leakers, like Trump has been accusing. He's like, "We mm-hmm. got to stop these leaks. Mm-hmm. Like they're illegal. We got to stop." Which they are. They mm-hmm. are illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a smaller issue. I feel like, even though it may be the elephant in the room, like yeah. he was in favor of leaks during the campaign during the campaign when you know they were yeah. targeting the DNC. One, of, one, of, one of the sitting members on the uh senate um the hearing committee yep uh that was a democrat yep um said i think he said it best he said if he was colluding with russia in the election and allowing them to meddle it would be one of the biggest uh underminings of american democracy absolutely ever 100 percent. so um it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes next because like we've seen before that even when fact is in his face, Trump doesn't let certain certain conspiracy theories go. You look at Obama with his birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Even after Obama produced his uh, birth certificate and his long form certificate, I think in like 2013, 2014. Yeah, Trump literally didn't let it go until a month before the election this past yeah. this past year. So it's ridiculous. He's a very stubborn guy. He uh, he he's one of those guys that would that would a lot of his business ties he would bully them into a corner and then if they tried to fire back he'd sue them and not not settle or anything Mm -hmm. i mean that's just the way he is that's the way he was raised you know pedal to the metal and Mm -hmm. don't let up 
It'll be interesting where it goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Anyways, there's there's a lot of more fun things to discuss with politics too. Yeah. I guess uh, past that kind of stuff, you can find some humor. And, oh yeah. Uh, just the everyday happenings of the Trump administration. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I gotta say, I've been watching a lot, like a ton actually, of Colbert and Seth Meyers recently. Yeah. And uh, it helps you view politics with a little bit lighter of a tone than you, you would. You have to at yeah. this point. Like, a lot of people are upset. A lot of people are are just stressed out about it mm-hmm. um i think i saw a poll that was um just a ton more people were talking about politics at work or in other settings that normally they hadn't before this year and that's got to like put a lot of strain on people and the relationships with people because politics gets heated way too quickly and exactly. y- that's coming from somebody who loves politics but like yeah. it just gets heated way too quickly and a lot of people don't don't I don't think they've learned how to take things not to heart because yeah. then they like, especially like they start throwing around logical fallacies about like straw man, like attacking your personal character after you don't believe in their beliefs mm-hmm. or something. So yeah, I love politics, but I definitely cherry pick who I discuss it with, you know? Yeah. Like I'll discuss it with you just cause I know we see completely eye to eye. Yeah. And I'll discuss it with some of my other friends, like, the the Daily Target, for example, like a lot of kids who work on my section of the paper, which yep. is the political political section, tend to be pretty liberal. So we'll talk about politics a lot. We write about it too, mm-hmm. so it's important that we we keep those discussions up. But if I'm around my grandpa, uh, avid uh, Fox News watcher and Breitbart reader, oh, I'm definitely wow. I'm definitely not going to be discussing politics with him at the at the dinner table. Yeah, that was that was a big thing in high school. Um, I grew up in a very red state. Um, in the primaries in 2016, I'm pretty sure we went for Ted Cruz, not Donald Trump, because he was more religious. Uh, very, very tied between Republican and Christianity, hardcore. Um, and so, yeah, it was hard to have those like deep conversations. I remember like the most in-depth, critical thinking conversations we had in high school about politics was in my like AP literature class, which is probably not the place to do it but like that was the only place that a lot of us felt safe uh to like come out and discuss mm-hmm. um APUS I think was another one but I think it wasn't as probably heated just cuz you're actually looking at like the history side also with literature I guess you uh you're looking at more the metaphysical side of things yeah so it opens up debate and I yeah. guess I don't know it, it makes it a lot more of a fertile ground to discuss like sensitive topics yeah i guess because you're usually discussing it through the lens of literature yeah so i I definitely had those same experiences even though like most kids who went to my school chapel hill high school yeah were very very liberal yeah very blue here mostly if you were if you were a republican if you were a trump supporter you didn't get isolated by the school but you definitely got looked at yeah people had some preconceptions about you that you had to you had to like show them weren't true yeah it, it was definitely a culture shock coming in or not a culture shock because i expected it to be a lot more liberal here but seeing how my environment changed from if you were the liberal in alexander county you kind of got looked at differently um in the same way with republicans i mean i i knew like a lot of people that were uh very very conservative trump supporters and i like just didn't want to talk to them like in general 
like not even about politics just because i knew like somehow that'd get brought up and then coming here and like when i see a make america great at hat again i know people are looking at him differently or him or her differently um it's just it was interesting i guess definitely um I mean, the Daily Target published an article about um, being a Trump supporter on UNC campus. Yeah. And they put out, I think, uh, they solicited uh, people to volunteer and take a picture with their hat or just talk about it in general. And I think one person stepped one up. One person. And, like, if that if that's, I don't know. Uh, obviously, we have 24,000 kids here. Yeah. There's going to be more than one person that supported Trump in the election. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it gives you an idea of, like, how taboo being a Republican particularly a Trump supporter really is. Yeah. I just, I just remember after the election night, you, me and a few other friends were just after the election, just shocked at like the, the results, but also like the next day, how like gloomy this place was. was And like, if I would have been at high school or something, they would have been yip, yip, hooray. Like, Oh yeah. Well, it's just, it's completely different. Here versus even in New Jersey. I mean, this is reflective of younger kids versus, kids who are more educated at a public university that's like heralded around the country yeah but um my little cousin uh she's a sixth grade girl in uh sparta new jersey Mm. which is uh it's about it's out in the country a little bit but um sure her family's very 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 uh well it's it's liberal and it's conservative the dad is conservative the mom is liberal but they all kind of get along with like a liberal kind of like household you know yeah and uh she's she said she was on the bus and they were singling out like the crowds of white kids yeah we're singling out a hispanic kid on the bus and screaming build that wall build that wall just, and uh, it uh, it's it's different wherever you go hopefully now people are starting to realize yeah. that i don't know that's not okay we are all that's human. not okay and <laughs> maybe maybe we all made it a split decision yeah on choosing a very impulsive person to run our country yeah but and then again, those are my political beliefs. Yeah. Maybe he is invigorating the American business and economy. Yeah. So we need to have some. We need to have some important discussions. We need to have some some uh, some conservative views on this podcast at some point. Bring some in. Yeah, we probably do. We'll see. We'll see. We need to tear them apart. <laughs> no, I'm nah. kidding. No. <laughs> we um, are, we're as unbiased as they come. Somebody I know we both <laughs> don't really have a favorable view of. Um, was in the news today. Uh, I saw it a lot on Twitter after I got done with uh, a run today. I just glanced and uh, saw that Tommy Laren was mm. suspended Did from you? her show on The Blaze. I thought she definitely had impunity from being suspended. <laughs> At this point, with as much views as I thought or she has, like I thought so too. What did she do? So... And when I first saw it, everybody was celebrating and like, being super excited about it um and at first impulsively i was too because like i there are very little things that she's talked about on her show that i agree with or whatever well yeah so i don't just before you go on i don't agree with her and i don't agree with a lot I respect of her. people i don't really respect her though and that's because uh she her her brand of entertainment slash commentary is just to take whatever um whatever the other side is saying and blow get it really up. really angry about it and blow it up yeah i respect her in the fact i don't i respect her in a, in a fact that she is v- very young very talented at what she does like she's very very you cannot deny she's not effective at her job 
because she, she roused people up. She angers people. She's she like angers liberals, and that's like part of her audience is liberals being like really pissed off about things, and then the other half are Trump supporters and stuff like that that like actually do agree with her. I don't agree with her on a ton of things, and I very very frequently get very upset about what she says but that's a part of that is that's her job is to get those like emotions oh and i'm sure she believes everything she says but i've had a i don't know if she does or not but i there's no way of us telling anyway she well i respect her for one thing and that's that she went on trevor noah's show yeah she walked yeah and i I respect her i respect her for going on that show and actually backing up her backing up her talk Okay, with that being said, I watched a YouTube video, um, I think it was yesterday or the day before. She was on The View recently um, and having some debate with uh, the people on there, and she was asked, uh, or no, she proclaimed that she was pro-choice, which is a complete, like... That's true, actually. Yeah, she yeah. said she was pro-choice, and she and her reasoning behind it was she said she was a strict constitutionalist which means she like believes in the original uh, intent but she also believes in like she is a traditional well not traditional but she she believes in limited government and you can't and you know in her eyes limited government means government get your hands off my guns hands off my body like I can control you know I should be able to control my body and that was her thing and she said that any uh, pro-life conservative Republican that was a pro-life was that does believe in limited government is a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what made Glenn Beck, who's the, uh, the creator or the founder of the blaze network, which is a conservative uh, news network. Uh, that's what got him upset. I think the most, um, I I read a statement that he said he does, he does like to get, um, conflicting like political views on, but I think that, um, they kind of got into a feud on Twitter about it, um, but I think it's I think it's interesting that that's what set her off in Glenn Beck's eyes. Yeah, like because Glenn Beck, from what I've seen recently, seems to be rationalizing himself. He's a lot gotten more. more liberal, exactly, and he doesn't want to admit it, but he has. He went on Samantha B's show. Yeah, yeah, I was about to. Read that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like that being too far yeah. was a little weird to me, especially because. I don't I don't agree with her on a lot of things. I do agree with pro choice. I I do believe in pro uh, pro choice, but it's stupid that that was the reason she got suspended was because she proclaimed her opinion. I think she could have got suspended for a lot of other things. She has done so much that like has infuriated tons yeah. of people, but like the the fact that that upset the base most likely is why he did it, which yeah. was. I think is just kind of ridiculous on a freedom of speech kind of level. Yeah, from a freedom of speech level, if even if you're not appealing to your audience, you might you're maybe appealing to a different audience. Yeah. And in terms of entertainment, and I think they need to understand that. I understand that their brand of entertainment is appealing to a certain audience and driving yeah. that point home, but that's just gonna like if if they're going to focus on that solely. So much divisiveness is going to rise out of that. Yeah, that that'd be like if, well, it's similar to what the the political late night com- comedians are doing now. Yeah, solely appealing to one kind of 
kind of a political base. Yeah. I guess from our biases, we feel like it's different, you know? Yeah. But it really isn't that different. No. I mean, they're in, it's, they're it's, in it's, it's definitely much more well-rounded. Yeah. In the sense that, like, theirs, A, is based in comedy, so they will sat they will satirize, for example, Colbert satirized Rachel Maddow the other day. Yeah. A very liberal woman. Um, but they obviously more so satirize Trump and the antics that are happening around the Republicans right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're a private organization. They can do what they want with, you know, suspending her contract. I don't think it's up till September. I think I saw. So like, she's on there for a while, but I just, you know, they're allowed to do whatever they want. I just felt that that was just kind of stupid that, that was the reason they suspended her for yeah. for speaking her mind. I agree. And having a difference in opinion. I <clears throat> I don't subscribe to the belief that if you proclaim yourself a Republican or a Democrat, you have to follow every plank of that platform step by step. Yeah. Like you can differ, you can have unorthodox beliefs and still I mean, call yourself that. We only have two parties. Yeah. There's I mean, going to be a difference of opinion somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that uh, that's where you see a lot of divide um Along Republicans and Democrats, you know, with the Republicans being like very, very right with the Tea Party, and then the more leaning, uh, yeah. moderate uh, Republicans. Yeah, Democrats are obviously more centered around, I guess, a very, very extreme liberal left agenda now. Well, not necessarily extreme, but I don't know. That was a big. That was a big thing in the election compared, was that compared. Hillary was trying to ride the 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 moderate line she had said for years i'm a moderate well, heart that was her that was her plan and then and then bernie made her yeah pull to the left well bernie and trump polarized the election so heavily in a that sense she had to that she had to and uh that's what that's what drew i think a lot of the rural voters to trump yeah the, that she did try to capitalize on that bernie sanders kind of thing yeah that's because what be- before that if she would have i think if trump hadn't entered the race and bernie sanders hadn't entered the race and she was against maybe O'Malley or somebody else for the Democratic nomination. She would have won a landslide. She would she would have won a landslide, and she would have won won the popular vote. The the, the general she won the popular vote. Uh, <laughs> she would have won the uh, she would have won the general in a in a landslide too because she would have had so much appeal to both sides. To the moderate to the moderate voters. She, she was beloved by Republicans for a long time because she was she's a war hawk. You yeah. Know? She um, subscribes to a lot of Republican beliefs. Yeah. But you know. I don't know. Things changed. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. She, I mean, th- th- maybe that's her downfall too, is that she, you know, tried to morph her beliefs a little, a couple too many times. And yeah. pe- people started to see her as a, a phony. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. We'll get off politics. We could go on forever. We could. We honestly <laughs> could. Uh, is there anything you're looking forward to this week? Uh, a lot of work. That's for sure. Jeez. But uh, past that, um, not to be a Debbie Downer or anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm right there with you. I've yeah. got, got several things I need to do by probably Wednesday or Friday. Yeah, I guess I'm looking forward to basketball on the weekend, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, um, got a concert this weekend, singing in Richmond. Richmond, Virginia? Yeah. Hey, my sister's up there. Really? Yeah. Tell her to come. I should. That'd be really cool. Is that VCU? No, it's at this uh, school called St. Catherine's. Okay. Yeah. Send me the details. I I'll will. send it to her. <laughs> Shout out to Rachel Zachary, working at Boston Beer Company, which I am proudly 
just wearing as a t-shirt. Sammy Adams. <laughs> Sammy Adams. Boston Laga. Not that we condone drinking under the age of 21. Never tasted one of those in my life. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. They're just cool brand. I like I like the t-shirts. <laughs> I like the t-shirts. <laughs> cool t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, um, I think we're what is go see Get Out. I've, we've heard I, very very reviews of that. I've heard things about it, but like I honestly don't know what the hype is, so I just gotta go see it for myself. You know. Yeah, you know who the director is though, right? Yeah, it's Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Yeah, Keen Peele. Keen Peele. Which so. is which is weird because I've heard of all. It's about, a horror movie. It's a horror movie, and it's got some serious racial undertones. Yeah, like social. Yeah. Commentary. Social commentary. Which to is it. interesting because so I thought he just made slapstick humor, but. He's a multi-talented guy. You can't categorize. A Don't put him in a box. Don't put him in a box. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, guess what's coming? What? I should be getting it this weekend. Your booster board. My boosted board. That's huge. For for y'all who don't know, Spencer ordered a booster board. Boosted. A boosted board. Yes. I've been saying booster for the past two months. Booster. Booster you, shots. I guess so. Boost, boosted board. It's it sounded it sounded <laughs> more more uncanny with booster <laughs> board personally. But he ordered a couple months ago. It's his uh, it's his new plan to get around campus, and, and probably my death sense. And as probably well. how he's gonna launch himself over a Ridge Road into a car. Yeah. Um, For you guys that don't know, it's 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 an electric skateboard, so or a longboard. So it's a longboard. It has a battery and then two motors, mm-hmm. and it goes up to twenty two miles an hour. It's his plan to become Marty McFly. Yes. Yeah. In twenty seventeen, without a hoverboard. Exactly. I should. Ooh. You know what, what I could do? What, what, what could you do? Okay, so I was Marty McFly for Halloween last year. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made a replica board out of styrofoam and printer paper, basically. Uh, I could, like, somehow tape that on to the boosted board, <laughs> wear my costume, and then, like, ride around. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be sick. That'd be great. I'm excited about that. Yeah. But probably I'm going to die at some point. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if if you had fun, who cares? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the way I look at it. Except all these missing bricks around here. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's worst. True. That's true. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we'll see. You're ridiculous. You got anything else? Um, not really. Uh, I've had a great time talking about stuff on this first podcast. Absolutely. I think we I think uh, we got a good flow to this. Yeah. I'm excited to keep talking about things in the next couple weeks. We're going to try to get uh, some guests, hopefully. Um, we're going to try to do this every Monday, so they'll come out on Tuesdays. Um, but we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, my name is Spencer Zachary. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, I believe, at the Swizz. That's the and then SWZ. My name is Jerry Weber. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at jared j-a-r-e-d underscore webby w-e-b-b-y don't find me on snapchat that's private messaging stories <laughs> and i don't want to talk to you and uh yeah uh if you have any topics or questions you guys want to ask us uh tweet us or however you want to get in in touch with us uh throughout the week and we'll try to talk about them next week get some audience interaction in there so good. Uh, we should be on sound. You'll, you're probably hearing this on SoundCloud at the moment, but we're we're trying to set up iTunes as well. So hopefully you'll be able to download this through your podcast app later. Um, but thank you for joining with us, yeah. Jared. Thank you for being with me, Spencer. Thank you for having me, and uh, I'm gonna be with you for the next couple of weeks too. So. Oh, I know you're gonna be yeah. here. Thanks <laughs> for talking to me. Yeah, of course. Spencer. All right. Well, this has been politically incorrect. 
and we'll see you next week. See ya.